welcome back to the HR Grapevine podcast, the podcast series that takes an in-depth look at one of the most fascinating, important or divisive HR topics that is making the headlines. I'm Sophie Parrott, online editor at HR Grapevine, and each week I'll be joined by a different HR journalist as we explore the contemporary practice and most pressing debates in HR within a short podcast. So join me as we properly pick apart what it means to work in the people function. Today, I'm joined again by Jade Burke, editor of My Grapevine. So welcome back to the podcast, Jade. It's a pleasure to have you here to discuss and unpick such an important topic. Hi, Sophia. Thank you for having me and looking forward to um, taking a deep dive into this with you today. So as many of you will be aware, it's already been making headlines in the last week or so. Each year on the 8th of March, it is International Women's Day. And it's a day that marks a focal point in the movement of women's rights and is sought to celebrate social, economic, cultural and political achievements of women. And the theme for this year is hashtag choose to challenge. The concept essentially is being that from challenging things whether it's gender bias or inequality, for example, you know, change can be made and actioned off the back of that and it can create a more inclusive society and world. And for HR, this day also calls on employers to strengthen opportunities for women in the workplace. And of course, you know, some progression has been made, but there is still lots of work to be done to increase opportunities for women in the workplace. And now that we're almost kind of a year into the coronavirus crisis, during this time, we've seen lots of examples and lots of studies detailing how the pandemic has unearthed some new and additional challenges in the workplace for women. So, Jay, do you want to talk us through some of the key points here? Yeah, thank you for um, that brief sort of introduction to this, Soph. And I think one of the I guess the biggest ones to to think about here is homeschooling and childcare during this time and how working parents have, I guess, suffered or have had to juggle that. Juggling work from home life with, with children, with that comes homeschooling, potentially even a lack of flexibility from employers in some cases, and even job losses for women. As recent data from LinkedIn found that women's jobs are more vulnerable and they're actually prone to economic shocks and business disruption than compared to men's roles following the pandemic. So I think that's really shining a light on how they've had to really juggle their their work with homeschooling and potentially losing a job as well. And research by Pregnant Then Screwed actually found that 46% of mothers who have been made redundant blame a lack of childcare provision during the COVID-19 pandemic. So I think it's really clear here that working mothers have had their work cut out for them during this time. And it's quite troubling to see. And one HR leader previously told HR Grapevine that while balancing parenting with work was challenging enough before the pandemic took hold, now even more challenges are actually coming into play. And they explained to us that this included setting their own priorities, completing work and even taking Zoom calls, of course, while working remotely. But with that also comes ensuring that children are looked after during that time and are doing their homework and are being appropriately homeschooled. So there's so many things for them to think about. But in addition to that, it's clear that women are also facing more discrimination amid the pandemic. And I say this because of research by Pipslay has highlighted this. It found that around 35% of women in the UK have faced discrimination, including COVID-related job loss, promotion loss and even pay cuts. And the study did state that the pandemic not only threatens to slow down the global movement, but may also reverse any significant progress made so far. 
which is a significant warning considering how much work has been done to try and stamp out gender inequality in the workplace, which is, is quite frightening to see, I think. But I think there is light at the end of the tunnel in some cases because progress is starting to be made at board level. And this is uh, being replicated in a report from the Hampton Alexander Review, which found that women now hold one third of board positions at UK, some of the UK's largest companies after a 50% surge in the past five years. So that's really encouraging to see. But as I mentioned earlier as well, women are facing job losses during this time, as, as that LinkedIn data found. And it did state that between January 2020 and January 2021, the analysis found that the share of women being hired in the UK fell dramatically in March and April last year before recovering to pre-pandemic levels. And this really suggests that employers should be doing more to support their female workers during this time, particularly as one HR leader even alluded to that more flexibility, job shares and part-time opportunities are essential during this time to level that playing field. And not only that, that will help to retain women employees and attract ones in the future, of course, as well. I think it's worth pointing out as well that another blow did come earlier this uh, this month following the announcement that the gender pay gap reporting enforcement has been delayed once again. This comes after the Equality and Human Rights Commission announced that the gender pay gap reporting enforcement will be delayed until Monday, October 4th, 2021, in light of the pandemic. And while the decision to suspend the reporting was welcomed by the CIPD, the HR body did suggest that the delay could send the wrong signals to employers. And I think it's just worth being mindful of that to, to ensure that we don't take that step back and we do encourage that gender equality still in the workplace. So I think all of that I've just kind of mentioned there really does indicate why it's so important to commemorate days such as International Women's Day. And so if I think you've got some more details on on how that can happen going forwards and, and how change is happening. Yeah, well, as you say, you know, supporting women in the workplace should be a top priority for all employers and HR professionals throughout the year. But days like International Women's Day really do shine a light on some of the achievements made by women, but also, I guess they put some of the inequalities in the workplace and wider society under the spotlight too. Of course, as I said earlier, you know, progression, of course, has been made, but there is still work to be done, which is why kind of engaging in International Women's Day in the workplace and with teams of colleagues is key, not just for supporting and celebrating women, but for also spreading a message to spark more positive changes going forwards. And this is actually something that I spoke to an HR professional about in line of International Women's Day last year, who told me at the time that International Women's Day gives employers the opportunity to celebrate female teams and encourage recognition within the team. Also, they said to me at the time that it acts as a reminder that there's still a long way to go. And I think definitely referring back to some of the, the statistics and case studies that Jay shared earlier, it's definitely an example that there are lots more things that can be done. And when speaking to a separate HR professional a couple of years ago about the importance of celebrating, because I'm sure this will be a question for lots of people, you know, why why should we be celebrating? And they were essentially explaining to me that, of course, it's good for engagement purposes, but also in terms of business success as well. And they basically alluded to the fact that, you know, diversity is a fundamental contributor to their success, as it will be for many organisations. And also, you know, the follow on benefits of a diversity of thought, as many studies have pointed towards. 
So I think a key bit of advice for firms is that they shouldn't be resting on their laurels. And and the day is really a good milestone to reflect on progress and talk about challenges and opportunities. They basically said to me that it's important that these insights are kept at the forefront of thinking throughout the rest of the year to ensure that female colleagues are being given opportunities and are receiving the appropriate level of support in the workplace as well. And obviously, you know, in light of the pandemic, lots of events and activities have had to go virtual during this time. Um, And obviously, with International Women's Day coming up, the occasion would usually be marked with things such as talks, rallies, networking, events, conferences and marches. But things are obviously looking a little different this year. But that definitely doesn't mean that organisations and HR can't celebrate in some form this year. Before the podcast, I just had a quick look on LinkedIn just to find out what some employers are doing in this space. And 1080 took to LinkedIn explaining that they were celebrating the global theme of hashtag choose the challenge, which, as I explained, is the the theme for this year. And essentially this week, they will be sharing nominations for International Women's Day about uh, female colleagues who have inspired their clients and team members up until International Women's Day itself, which is on Monday the 8th. Siemens also posted to LinkedIn to say that, you know, there's still a lot to learn about breaking down stereotypes, gender equality and workplace diversity, but they're ready for the challenge. And as such, they are putting on a virtual live event with inspirational speakers from around the world to celebrate International Women's Day. Auto Trader UK also took to the social media platform and explained that they would be hosting a webinar around this year's International Women's Day theme, which is obviously Choose to Challenge. And Mulberry also shared that they plan to amplify internal profiles and share the stories and experiences of a few of their female colleagues, which I think is really, really great for showing some some real life examples and also spreading more awareness, particularly around International Women's Day. So, As I've kind of detailed, there are lots of different companies that have moved activities online and are exploring various different methods to raise better awareness, educate teams and also celebrate International Women's Day. And of course, that's great to see, but it's definitely key that employers and HR kind of have this on their radar throughout the whole year rather than just for one day of the year. But unfortunately, that's all we've got time for today. HR Grapevine wouldn't exist without your continued readership and engagement with our content. Whether that's our daily newsletters, monthly magazines, webinars, live events, or market-leading research papers. So to find out more or to sign up to our daily content newsletter, which showcases solutions and best practice answers to all of your HR issues, please visit hrgrapevine.com. 